0: Welcome to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brouwer, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota.
1: What I'm going to call the funeral for the internal combustion engine, Carl. How are you, Lauren?
2: <laughs> I'm doing good. There's no funeral. We are not done fighting, my friend.
1: How are you, Carl?
0: Do you well, agree or not? I'm going to I'm going to give you a quote from uh, another famous writer, you know, the death of the internal combustion engine has yeah. been greatly exaggerated. So.
1: <laughs> okay, but if we follow the news just this week The Volkswagen group gave up on Bugatti, gave it to Rimac, which is the Croatian company that makes only electric cars. And Porsche has an interest in that, who is also making a big push with the electric cars. And actually, the Porsche Taycan, now it's on the top five of uh, sales for sports luxury cars in Europe, in general, not only electric, but in general. And then, of, of course, today, the Stellantis group added the E to their funny medicinal name. (laughs) <laughs> so like, they had, they had it, like this strategy With oh, we're gonna read some of the new slogans there are somewhat kind of funny i mean people are making jokes about it so just by that carl i mean there's like a lot of i mean everything seems to be electric
0: yeah i know thank god humans think independently and never move in like flocks or uh mm-hmm. you know fall into like group thing because you know they're too smart to to do that so thank god when the industry is doing something it's because each person has carefully weighed it and decided it's the right thing and, and it has nothing to do with a me too yeah. jump on bandwagon <laughs> attitude never
2: <laughs> that's, so that's guess, the most sarcastic thing i've heard in a long time carl
1: <laughs> I guess in a way in a way it's good news for you carl because you, what do you have a charger or a challenger
0: i have a Dodge Demon, yeah, the the, 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 the ultimate so, like, that's challenger. That's
1: already a collector. It, it was already a collector's item. But now if they ever make the electric version of that, your car is going to gain value because it was the last of that uh, generation, I guess, no? So you should yeah. be happy yeah, at least yeah. for that.
0: Well, and again, it's we've talked about this before. It's not that there aren't upsides or positive elements to electric vehicles. It's that the overall cost and functionality of them is still compromised compared to internal combustion engines. And most people feel this way. That's why they sell about 2% in this market. And they're getting higher numbers of sales in Europe and China because their government's pushing that much harder with incentives to get people to buy them. But the other thing I always want to remind people of is, you know, like the state of, I think, Wyoming, certainly the state of Texas is bigger than all of Europe, right? So yeah the idea that you got to go long distances between quote unquote Phillips in Europe, as an example, doesn't really equate to what goes on here in the U S and you want to try driving across the state of Texas in an electric car. I'll take you on any time with my 152,000 mile Chevrolet Malibu, uh, you know, beat up, uh, beat up sedan, because as bad as that car is in certain ways, sun visors falling down and paint peeling off it gets 450 plus miles per gallon at a steady, you know, 75 to 80 miles an hour. And it takes eight minutes to fill it up and do it again. So I would destroy any EV yeah. if we decided to drive more than about 600 miles. I would just destroy oh, that. I would
2: do the same thing. 700 miles on my diesel uh, SUV not a problem 38 miles a gallon all day long. I love it
1: yep yeah but I mean it's it's true and and again like it's a joke to say that the internal combustion engine car is dead because even if if they would would stop producing cars today which they want, I mean they will be here for a long long time As you were saying how old is that Malibu that you you had
0: car 2004 It's seventeen yeah, years old and still going strong like, yeah, exactly.
1: And my daughter's
0: got a 1988 Firebird Formula 350 still going strong. So, uh, yeah, these engines aren't going to, you know, what worries me, and I've said this to you before, is that just like, say, other elements or other um, devices in the world, then you got to worry about the powers that be deciding, well, you can keep the device. We're just going to make it impossible to get anything that the device uses, so to speak. And in this case, it would be fuel, Uh, you know, if they started restricting the ability to get fuel. But I don't think they'd ever do that. I mean, they'd start by doing, I don't know, cutting out the supply of fuel, maybe cutting out pipelines that would have brought the fuel to us for even cheaper and stuff. And they would never do that. So we're okay. Yeah, uh, they're trying to squeeze us as it is.
1: Yeah, Lauren, didn't you have a, a, a TV segment this week about how the the grid and like the whole infrastructure for electricity? I mean, doesn't seem to be ready for that, right?
2: Yeah, actually, uh, I have two uh, segments. One's going up tonight. It's a segment I did for CTGN, which is Chinese television. I think uh, Carl does work for them too sometimes, as guest experts. But um, I did that, and I'll have my, my Friday segment from whenever this airs. You will get to go to my website, Car Coach Reports, and you can see that I talked about something that people don't think about. Can the electric grid support all these electric cars, and will all these new electric cars crash the power grid? No one's thinking about that. Typical government always come up with these great concepts, but then never realize there's no way to actually make them go into action, and that is a big problem.
1: And uh, in California, Carl, I remember when when you have these heat waves recently, like even the, the companies are asking people not to turn on even the AC at home. So if they put the, the electric cars on top of that, the demand will be crazy, and like you will start to get blackouts constantly. No.
0: Yeah, yeah, and don't forget what happened in Texas not so long ago when they had their uh, power grid fall off, and uh, all the people with internal combustion vehicles were pretty happy they had those. And all the people with pure electric vehicles were pretty unhappy they had those because Mm -hmm. there was no way to recharge them and move the vehicles around. And people with Ford F-150 hybrids really felt good because they could power the car with internal combustion, charge up the hybrid battery, and then power their house. So
1: Yeah, not bad. So, Carl, do you want to talk a little bit more about the Bugatti thing, Uh, the news this week, uh, Rimac? I, I guess a lot of people don't even know what Rimac is. It's not very... Known at least not here in the U.S., right?
0: Yeah, and honestly, I didn't follow that too closely except to know that, yeah, that that they're basically, you know, Volkswagen is basically kind of saying, hey, go do this with this brand, you know. It probably, as much as people think Bugattis are expensive, the amount of money that Bugatti as a division brings into the ginormous Volkswagen group is pretty much a rounding error. Uh, So they could do whatever they want. And again, that was a very kind of image wise positive move. It's like we're gonna turn this into a earth-friendly, this this kind of fat cat decadent brand is gonna become very earth-friendly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's
2: more there's more to it than that. You know, rimac makes race cars essentially. And Bugatti is underneath the Porsche window of Volkswagen group, just like Ducati is under the Audi group. So each there's subgroups under each group. So what happened was they agreed to come together and it's going to be called Bugatti Remick D-O-O, which is like, it's like A-G, like we say, incorporated here. And it'll be led by uh, a mate Remick as the chief executive officer. And he's going to own 55% of the stake. And Porsche is going to remain holding their existing 24%. And then they're going to acquire the balance to make it 45%. So there's going to, it's going to be a 55-45 split. So it's a big transformation. And it's pretty ambitious, I mean, because they are talking about creating a global auto industry. When Bugatti is like super few cars, and Rimac makes even less. They're like yeah. hand built cars.
0: And what is the what is the final goal? And this is a great cool idea because this company will offer to the world something that no other company can offer in the form of finish that sentence, please, uh, Lauren.
2: Technology. Could it be performance?
0: Electric cars <laughs>
2: and, and racing. They're going to do both. They're going to make technology <laughs> will be independent entity. entity. As well as, so they're going to do a split technology, remit technology will be independent entity developing and manufacturing EV systems for global automotive co- companies. So they're going to take the technologies of both and they're going to sell it to other people, which is pretty smart, actually.
0: So kind of like Lotus, they're going to kind of be like Lotus, right? Which makes mm. cars, but anyone who knows, and McLaren, really true, is is if you look over the history of Lotus and McLaren, they were not car makers they were suppliers to larger automakers yeah. of various systems and technologies to make their cars better.
1: And then they found a little niche to to sell really expensive
0: cars or as much right. as they can sell. Then they started introducing a new a new top model every eighteen months and found a lot of rich people who never who couldn't see the pattern and kept buying. Oh, this is the cool. This is finally the cool McLaren. I've got to have it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you,
2: you know what? Look at look at Pagani. Same kind of thing. These are like super high end cars, and they sell them all out in advance.
0: Yeah. And then 18 months later, you're trumped by your own company with the next coolest, best one. And now you've got last year's model and you're a has-been. So,
2: yes.
1: Okay, to sum up the Stellantis group uh, announcement this week, um, I guess... We will make fun of it too because everybody else is doing it. Oh my the God! It's crazy. for the company for the fourteen brands of the new group are are like some are kind of funny. I mean, like and repetitive. They're hysterical.
2: They're a joke. They're they're about, ridiculous.
1: Avar Avar hitting up people, but not the planet.
2: <laughs> my favorite's Alfa Romeo. My future son-in-law has got an Alfa Romeo, and says from 2024, Alfa becomes Alfa e Romeo. Oh my God! The Italians are gonna melt when they hear that.
1: I know. And Jeep, zero emission freedom. I guess, Maserati,
2: uh, the best in performance luxury electrified. I don't know. I, I, I think Mercedes and, and uh, Audi have that pretty much wrapped up. Yeah. And,
1: and for Porsche. Demon, Carl, tear up the streets, but not the planet. Do you like that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody posted all of these on Twitter. And everyone's like, you're kidding. This isn't a joke. I mean, yeah. even a couple of our friends are like, this has got to be a joke. Whoever yeah, came seemed- up, they hired a marketing company of a bunch of millennials and paid a lot of money for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, gosh. we're on the wrong end of this business, you know. The three of us should be sitting there going, "Wait, wait, I got one! You're not going to believe this. It's so stupid they'll buy it," you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the April Fool's uh, thing from Volkswagen, right? <laughs>
2: right, exactly. The same kind of mindset. do Volkswagen, Volkswagen. They, I, I don't know. All I know is that the bottom line on that. Somebody should get fired.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> Once again, see. you have a small group of people who represent, I think, not a particularly mainstream thinking, making big decisions for global automakers. And, you know, everyone thought thought the Volt's wagon idea was dumb. And uh, even though someone there thought it would, would be funny and cool. And it's like, even if you really did that, it wouldn't have been well received. And as a joke, it was a really bad idea. And I just don't think that the world is quite as far along in their enthusiasm for pure EV vehicles as all these companies want to act like they are. And, of course, they would say, well, they're not there yet, but we want to be there when they're there. And it's like, oh, OK.
1: So like to balance all these electric news, tell me about a cool internal combustion engine car you're dri- driving this week. Huh?
0: I do get a Grand Cherokee L Tomorrow, uh, which I was already on the press trip, I think both of you were too. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to driving that again. I think those are very impressive cars—the size, dimensions, and yet off-road capability, uh, and the luxury and technology is very impressive in that vehicle. Otherwise, my GT has been reclaimed by Galpin Ford for uh, work being done on it, but I do uh-huh. still have my 840 horsepower demon sitting in the garage just to you
2: know
0: just and to keep me around. It is and,
2: okay with your baby.
0: Yeah, it's all just uh, a bunch of warranty work that should make it better. The car was driving fine, but uh, there's a bunch of stuff that they know. You know, these low production cars, believe it or not, they learn a lot every year. You know, remember when they make 1,250, 1,300 total models of, the, of of our car? Well, they'd make that many in like a day and a half, you know, or actually probably in an hour, I don't know, of like an F-150. So, yeah they they learn at a much more rapid rate at a high volume car and so even though a car like the gt has been produced for three years they're still learning things in the third year. It's like, Oh, you know what? If we bolt this together this way, or if we add some insulation here, it really makes things better. So there's a bunch of in- upgrades that you might want to look into Lauren for your car, because according yeah. to, according to the guys at Galpin, they said that uh, he just had dropped another one off before he picked mine up. And he said he made the guy drive it around the block before he left. Cause he wanted to see his reaction. The guy came back with this look on his face. Like, what did you do? Because the car's NVH was so much lower. So they really? ripped rip the whole dash out of my car. They're going to, I mean, the entire interior is going to look disassembled. He said, yeah, I like to send photos of the car at its least assembled point because uh, every owner freaks out thinking the car is never going to get back together again. I just but have when, to
2: send mine all the way to Michigan. That's a problem.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not
2: like gelpin I don't live, I don't live like you do in the middle of uh, all that good stuff. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's good stuff, but at least it has good Ford, on, Ford uh, dealer, a big Ford dealer here. But yeah. yes. So they go through it when they rip the whole dash out and they do all this stuff. And apparently when they put it back together, it's just that much more refined and quiet when you drive the car.
1: Well, I don't have anything like close to that, but I'm driving this week, the new f base uh, Jaguar F-Pace, the SUV, the middle SUV. Nice. I have to say they've done a really good job, especially with the interior. I mean, it, it was already good, but like the improvement in, in the interior, the quality of the materials and especially the infotainment system is really, really good. So this model did they improved
2: yeah. the processor. It was a little slow, but I did. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Car. Everything
1: is basically new, and it's the one that they shared with the new Defender. So I, I guess nice. you've been in that one too. So it's more or less the same technology, and not, no, it's it's the same technology and more or less the same uh, display and and controls and everything. So it's really really good. I really like it. This one is the. Um, 3-liter inline-six uh, turbocharged engine, 335 horsepower, and really drives really, really nice. So all gas, no electric version of this one. Mm-hmm. A little pricey, though, 73420 but a really nice car. What about you, Lauren?
2: I'm driving a Volkswagen Passat R-Line, and it is gasoline-powered, and that is fine with me. It's nice. I mean, it's a little underpowered for my taste, but that's me. But there's just a few little glitchy things. All this new technology and nannies—they drive me crazy. And you have to shut them off every time you shut off the car. You get back in the car from the bank, and ugh, you gotta reset it. Reset it again. You know, it's like that start-stop technology that I can't deal with. So. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm glad that. Uh... The internal combustion engine cars are not dead. <laughs> and we no. at least have another another week of, of that. <laughs> right? I don't yet. think
2: that. I think that, that's wishful thinking on the part of the government because remember, everyone in Washington, everyone in your state capital, whatever state you're in, those people don't drive. They are driven. They don't have car payments. They don't have to do maintenance. They don't have to fill up with gas, they don't have to pay insurance. They get driven on your tax dollars. So they're never gonna understand.
0: Yeah. And yet they're making all of our decisions for us. Doesn't that make sense?
2: They know what's better for you than you do.
0: (laughs) Ask them, they'll tell you. Yep. (laughs)
2: Well,
1: anyway, uh, the world is going, the automotive world is uh, coming back with the auto show in Chicago next week. So I'll be there. I don't know. You you guys are going, right? It's kind of small this year, but I'll be there. We'll have some interviews from there next week. So we'll see how it goes. The first auto show after the pandemic. Okay, talk to you next week, Lauren.
2: All right, thanks a lot, Javier. Safe travels to you. You're traveling a lot. California, Chicago, Detroit. <laughs> I am not traveling within in the month and I think we're going to see each other for the Nissan Frontier.
1: Yeah, in, do you want to hear another mid-July. sad news? I had to what? cancel my yearly skiing trip to Chile in August because the COVID oh. situation is really bad down there. They make you stay in a hotel for five days after you arrive and then 10 more days at your house or your friends. House. So you cannot go anywhere. So I'm not That's going horrible. to Chile this year. I know. That's
2: expensive too. You just sit in a hotel. <laughs> so what do you do in Chile?
1: Nothing. I watch yeah. TV. Eight. I spend $1,000 in five, in five days a month. Yeah, yeah not, on room service
0: because I couldn't That's leave. That's not going to work. That's yeah. not going to work. Well, <laughs> okay. I,
2: hopefully things will open up soon and we'll back, be back. I do did hear there is some international travel. Some people got lucky enough to be invited to Ferrari. So I know yeah, two I jurors. World car, not me and not Carl. So, but uh, if if they're going, we're we're in. I'm off to Ferrari anytime. You don't have to twist my wrist.
1: Exactly. Okay. Thank you, guys.
0: Don't right, you thanks. Out.
2: thanks, everyone. For Until next, don't forget till to next. Till next time. Social. Yep.
0: Bye, bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at totalcarscore.com.